0: Welcome to the One Drink with John podcast. Today is episode 18, Jumping Out of a Perfectly Good Airplane with Bobby V. Bobby Vonderow is the bass player for the Growlers Band. He's a retired copier dealer, father of two wonderful kids, husband, and that doesn't even begin to tell the story. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, John. Absolutely. Well, thanks. This is awesome. We're hanging out in what this is called the pink room right uh, pink room the pink room the
1: infamous pink room yes
0: the infamous pink room which is where the growlers like to play and uh, well let's get to the drink what uh, i'm drinking something tasty that's in a glass what what am i drinking here
1: That's <laughs> well, it's vodka
0: we some like ice cubes <laughs> we like we like that sounds like a, a good start a splash
1: of guava uh, mm. uh, guava uh, orange and pineapple it's called passion fruit oh my gosh we started we called them uh, uh, the nickname is Pog, and we started having Pog martinis in Hawaii years ago. Love it. I love it. And uh, we've uh,
0: continued uh, yeah.
1: ever since
0: quite tropical no it tastes great so yeah cheers i appreciate that uh, a
1: tropical day today
0: I, oh my gosh <laughs> here in ohio it's probably uh negative 12 or some crap but yeah it's it's getting there it'll warm up we'll have the boat in the water in no time our so. own
1: version of 50 shades of gray
0: uh, yeah, yeah ohio's 50 shades of gray is completely different than the book so <laughs> well bobby thanks for uh having me into the pink room i appreciate the beverage is great and i just kind of wanted to get people to kind of get to know you um And there'll be a lot of questions that I don't know. I mean, you're kind of an international man of mystery to some people. But uh, have another sip. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. What did you put in this? But uh, so I just kind of wanted to start with um, what is like. What do you kind of give me a a little background on what your military career was? Um, I know you were in the army at one time, or how did you get started? At when and and how did how did that go?
1: Oh, rather interesting. Set of uh, circumstances. I was uh, a competitor in the uh, parachuting game uh, for years, and I was the uh, long and short of it. I was recruited by the Army parachute team to come to compete. To oh, compete okay. For them. Oh
0: wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we discussed it. Uh, no, where to sorry to interrupt? But so when you say you're on a parachute, so you had been parachuting. Like, through what? Like, just on, start, your, on your own, or just... Yeah,
1: I was a civilian jumper who got into the competitive arena. Oh, okay. And uh, I had actually been part of a, uh, a civilian uh, four-way team that had won the national championships and the world championships. Then I went on after that to compete as an individual. Oh, okay. In the classic events, and so I was always had been competing against the uh, the army team we became friends and they uh, you know talked about uh, me coming to the team and I thought well i'm I'd consider it if I was younger I was twenty five at the time <laughs> if you
0: were younger if I was younger
1: <laughs> so I waited two more years and said yes and so at twenty seven i uh, I went uh, into the army and went through basic training jump school and all the uh, infantry school and, and all that uh, uh, training, which was actually great. So I was physically in the best shape I'd ever been in my life. Came to the Army team and, and uh, literally was a competitor for them. Traveled all over the world uh, competing and uh, actually uh, did pretty well, yeah. actually.
0: that's awesome.
1: So that was pretty much my
0: Army career. Okay. Yeah, because I, and again, I didn't know, I didn't know a whole lot about this, but I I just assumed that, you know, if you were, you know, a paratrooper in the Army, that that's what you started doing that, but I didn't know that you had been competing um, outside of that, which is, that's really interesting.
1: Well, now, let's clarify something. A paratrooper, uh, an infantry airborne soldier would be considered a paratrooper, all right, the 82nd Airborne or 101st Airborne. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, those are real men doing real manly things uh, <laughs> I was involved in the sport of uh parachuting or skydiving and so that's what I was involved with uh but uh soon after I left the uh, uh the army team i I was picked up uh, by the Air Force academy and offered a uh, a coaching job there so uh KB and I uh, loaded up the buggy and moved to Colorado Springs, and there we were in charge of uh, their, their entire parachuting program. For the, for the Air Force, okay. Correct. What? Uh, there's 4,000 cadets at the Academy, okay. all aspiring to be fighter pilots. Wow. And if you are going to go to flight school, you will have your, uh, uh, your jump
0: wings so yeah. the um, so that's part of their training that they have like yep. the required uh, well that makes sense if you're gonna be yep. a fighter pilot you probably need to know how to jump out of a plane at some well, point. well
1: you need to be able to uh get out and get out with the confidence knowing that you can uh, uh exit the airplane or exit the jet or whatever uh and and do it uh, successfully and safely so this is a confidence builder that um uh, really uh protects the uh uncle sam's investment they can replace the plane but they can't necessarily replace the pilot so
0: no no that that perfectly makes perfectly good sense though plus i think the confidence too. uh correct me wrong but like you know if if they're in a a serious situation that they know that they can maybe dig a little deeper knowing that they could they're confidently jump out at any point and be safe Depending on what the situation is.
1: Well, there's no substitute for an exper- for experience, and uh, right, uh, that's just an asset that uh, each and every cadet has to have in order to go on to to a flight school.
0: Now, how long is that that training course um, that they have to go through? Like, how many months, or is it? I don't know how well, how it's, it's set up uh, or. it's it, it's it's basically a
1: uh, four week period. If I'm not mistaken, it's been a while since
0: I've been there. Sure. uh, You're not, yeah, you're not 27 anymore, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, let's see, I was 30, uh,
1: 31 when we went to the academy. And, uh, but uh, airmanship 490, AM 490 was your basic learn how to jump out of an airplane program at the, uh, at the academy. uh, Conducted by the cadets under the supervision of the cadre. And then I was I would oversee the entire cadre. Oh, but nice. the cadets that were the instructors for the basic program were also members of the parachute team. So if you wanted to be on the parachute team and go out and do demos and look like a hero and <laughs> so on and so forth, you had to pay your dues by being a uh, an instructor uh, with Airmanship 490. So it was a self perpetuating, self building uh, program.
0: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Was there was there an amount of jumps that they had to take that were required? Or was that just who? For part of the like, team? Yeah, to f- to qual to get through the class, the course basically. Well to get through the course they'd
1: make five uh they'd make five free fall not static line, five free oh, wow. fall parachute jumps. Wow. And uh those were ten second delays, so it was uh quite the confidence builder want a fabulous program at the academy and uh never been an incident other than a sprained or broken you know sure ankle or leg but uh you can get that uh walking down the street
0: yeah i mean i slipped and almost killed myself on my front porch so i can imagine after your drink today you yeah may well be yeah that's true yeah i think in my podcast with randy he had mentioned that uh bobby likes to make some strong drinks that randy i made who yeah yeah exactly yeah after this podcast i'll be like i've never heard of the guy but uh so let's go uh let me go a little bit farther back if i can what is like what like when was the first time you parachute Like what? What were you? What were you thinking? What were you kind of? What got you into that? And wow. what was that experience like? And um, if you can, <laughs> yeah, kind of put, or we're if you can away, remember, we're but no, yeah. I may need another drink. Yeah, uh,
1: actually, it was one of those things. As a child, mm-hmm. I think I saw a uh, a photo. They had pictures back then. Uh, but I, it was black and white, but yeah. No. It, was, it, was etched, it was etched into stone. It was yeah, yeah. There was a <laughs> something. A cave, yeah, yeah, yeah. More of a cave drawing. Right, right. Uh, but I I was just totally uh fascinated, fascinated by it all, and I thought that's what I want to do. And so uh at thirteen I used to go to South Dayton Airport. It was actually called South now it's called Moraine Air Park. Yeah, South Dayton, and they they used to jump there, and I hung out as a little kid, and uh, when I was uh, uh, about to turn 16, uh, you could jump when you're 16 as long as you had parental consent. Mm -hmm. So my parents knew what I was up to, so I took a consent form home and asked them to sign it so I could make a jump, and they told me to go to my room, and they would discuss this, and I'm sure they they may have had a cocktail right then. <laughs> I would have. Yeah, that would have made sense. And they came back and, and uh, did exactly what they should have done. They said, not no, but hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: That's a good answer. <laughs> it was,
1: and thank God they did. So at that time, you had to be 21,
0: 16 oh, okay. with
1: parental consent, or 21. Okay. Well, a buddy of mine came back from Vietnam. He said there was a couple things he wanted to do and jump out of an airplane was one of them. I said, holy cow, I've been waiting my whole life to do this. So off we went in uh, 1970 to uh, Xenia yeah. at Greene yeah. County mm-hmm. and uh, went out and made a jump. And it, uh, it literally changed my whole life. I mean, it was, that's probably the best way to put it. Uh, I am the person I am today as a direct result of, uh, of all the people that I've met in the sport. But, uh, and I had uh, um, a tremendous amount of uh, great people, men and women, who were mentors. And, mm-hmm. and I needed a, a swift kick in the ass at that time. <laughs> Uh, to keep me going and it's an extremely disciplined uh, arena uh, which once again is uh, was perfect for me which is what you needed at the time (laughs) if It got me off racing, got me away from racing motorcycles. Now that's some serious <laughs> nonsense. There. Right,
0: right, yeah. So you went yeah. from you know, <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, the safety of para- of jumping out of a plane as opposed to uh, racing a, a motorcycle. It seems you safer. Know,
1: <laughs> so anyway, that's that's what started it, yeah. and uh, I, I literally fell in love with the sport, and yeah. I I think I made uh, I made my first jump on Father's Day. Yeah. And uh, which was in June, I made one jump in June, two jumps in July, uh, I think a half a dozen jumps in, in, in August. Wow. and then I made uh, uh, then I made, uh, I want to say I made 60 or 70 each month thereafter. Uh, and I wow. literally, in a year, I made a thousand jumps. Oh my God. So I kind of went wow. uh, off the deep end,
0: least. So what, what was it? And I've, I've never, uh, I've never parachuted. It's kind of on my bucket list. Um, but then of course, when I look at my life insurance policy, they they exclude things know. by that, but, uh, I, I do want to do it. Um, I probably should have done it before I got married. I don't know if my wife would let me do it now, but it's, it's something I may do at some point in my life. But so, so what, explain to me, like, what was it that, that just kind of hooked you? Like after that first time, like what was the, just the, the rush of that, like what, If you can explain you know what what it was that that got you it's real simple i have no death wish i'm uh my
1: i'm all about living and and raising hell uh but in all seriousness it's it's all about wanting to fly Mm. you ever had a dream about flying Mm -hmm. you ever wanted to be like superman yeah that's as close as you can come to doing that that's interesting only difference between you uh, and a bird is—you uh, can't go back up, <laughs> right? But you can do uh, a lot of the things, uh, if not all of the things that a bird can do, except go back up. So it's—it's—it's yeah. it's, it's unlike anything else that I've ever experienced. And uh, so it was unbelievably addicting. Mm-hmm. And it was—I've never been a—I've ad- never been addicted to anything. Other than this, Mm -hmm. and it was, in a way, a it was a a great addiction, and then somewhat of a horrible addiction as well. I mean, it's it it consumed me.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that that makes perfectly good sense. The flying, (laughs) yeah, the sensation of that, yeah. So it wasn't even really the adrenaline rush of, of the jump. It was more of just that feeling of being weightless and flying
1: like a bird. I mean, the the. Uh, if you're not scared uh, stepping out of a plane your first time or second time, or tenth time, but it, it all it, your fears are taken over by your confidence mm-hmm. and your abilities. And uh, it's a very procedurally oriented uh, program. so you, you need to, you need to be able to uh, know without a doubt that you can execute, the emer- necessary emergency procedures, that, coupled with the uh, your experience and a, this constant uh, confidence building that mm-hmm. comes with each and every jump, then sure. then it's uh, kind of out of control after that. Yeah. Th- then comes the uh, the the real joy of uh, of the sport.
0: Yeah. That's interesting. So you. So, how many years did you um, do that as a civilian, um, compete and things? And what was like? What were the competitions like? Because um, again, I don't, I don't know a bunch about this, but I'm just curious.
1: Well, there, the, there's a variety of uh, events today, but back, back in the olden days, <laughs> back when men were men, <laughs> No, there were, it. It was uh, relative work, which is um, a group of people in the air together that are uh, uh, completing different formations. So it's kind of like square dancing while you're mm-hmm. in free fall. Okay. It's probably the best way to describe it. And so you have predetermined sets of maneuvers that have to be completed. And I was on a four-way team that uh, we actually did pretty, pretty well um well to win the world championship would be a a good testimonial mm-hmm. uh and we set a couple world records uh, that, and Yeah, it next... sounds like you're pretty good yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Well, you're anyway, pretty humble uh, I, listen i, I should have yeah. this is like the growlers <laughs> i surround myself with really really talented
0: people i um, think i should have put this in the intro or like a very humble guy as well but no that's, that's i get it. all right so the, all right so enough <laughs>
1: The next uh, is Accuracy, which is somewhat self-explanatory. It, it was, uh, uh, when I first started, Accuracy was uh, scored on a 10-centimeter uh, dead center disc, and then it was, uh, it was scored manually, mm-hmm. then it went to electronic, mm-hmm. uh, then it went to a 5-centimeter Oh, okay. So it wasn't how close you could get to the target. It was how many times consecutively that you could place your foot. That was your first point of contact. Whatever
0: touched first on that very small. So the year
1: year I won as an individual, I had a 2-centimeter total for 10 jumps. Wow. And I'm still belly aching about that because I thought it was a malfunction of the uh, <laughs> the electronic. <laughs> the, the electronics. Right, like, I was closer than that. <laughs> of course, I was.
0: Yeah, talk to the ref. But yeah. <laughs> so, uh,
1: and then the last uh, event is uh, uh, of the classic events uh, is called style, which is a uh, aerial gymnastics. It's an individual event that uh, a person has a predetermined. Uh, uh, set of maneuvers, six maneuvers they have to go through as fast as they possibly can, it's judged from the ground mm-hmm. and so they, uh, for instance a uh, a left set would be a left 360 degree turn, a right 360 a back loop or back flip and then left, right and loop and uh, so uh, that event is called Style, it was mm-hmm. uh, Basically, it's from 2,000 meters or 6,600 feet. Uh, An individual gets out and uh, stands on their head. And uh, uh, you're probably in that 180 to 200 miles an hour uh, speed Mm. to where when you come up, you've got a, a tremendous medium to work with. So if you ever put your hand out of the car window and you'd play with the air right. when you're going 60 miles an hour yeah <laughs> which is nothing well, try that try that going a little faster and of course <laughs> you're uh, when you come out of your dive and start initiating maneuvers you're slowing down so it's the the idea is to stay uh as small and compact with as little uh deflection so that you can carry that uh, energy mm-hmm. all the way through your set so uh, that was that style. I hope I didn't overcomplicate. No, that, no, no.
0: Yeah. That's I love the details. No, that's great. That's interesting.
1: So those were uh, uh, the events that, that that I was involved with mm. in my uh, during my time.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So what? So when? Um, I'm trying to think if you've got. I'm, I know you've got some great stories. So I was trying to think mm. of like what would be a good one. Like what was the what was like the scariest jump you had, or what was the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything that comes to mind um I think I think that would be really interesting to hear about so well
1: it's uh, probably the most memorable jump was not it, it was it was at the completion uh of a competition in Yugoslavia which <laughs> is no longer <laughs>
0: Former Yugoslavia, (laughs) right?
1: (laughs) Former Yugoslavia, and uh, it was uh, in Visar, Yugoslavia, and in the Adriatic Sea. And it, wow! It, it involved an accuracy jump, where you had to land on a buoy, not a ten-centimeter disc on a buoy, and then swim for fifty yards. And, oh, my God. So it's like a oh triathlon God. or something. Oh, it, my gosh. And uh, so the whole town came out, and there was hot buttered rum everywhere. So everybody <laughs> in town and on these boats that were judging, everybody was drinking. And it had gone from being a uh, beautiful late summer, early fall day to cold and miserable. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm in an airplane that is full of Russians, East Germans, and uh, uh, if you can imagine the uh, the odiferous quality that came from uh, uh, European hygiene or lack of.
0: <laughs> yes, I can imagine.
1: <laughs> and it was it was the worst smelling locker room i'd ever been in my life (laughs) and there wasn't much ceiling which meant that we had to get out low and uh and i don't like getting out low and uh i had a i had a parachute that opened slow to start with because from style events where you're moving really fast you don't want it to open fast you right. want it to open slow so it doesn't rip your head off
0: right, right, right. so it doesn't stop you that quickly, exactly, that makes sense sure, I get well,
1: it. now I've got to get out of a plane going low and slow and it hit a buoy oh and swim God. 50 now, all yards I to yeah. do is, all I wanted to do was get out of the plane because it smelled so bad so I get out <laughs> <laughs> and all my friends were teasing me anyway because they knew I didn't like it and uh, so I screamed when I went out of the plane, but I was bound to determine I was going to win this thing because I used to swim in college, and I had just won the Adriatic Cup in accuracy. So I thought, well, this is going to be, this is going to be great. It's got yeah. my name written right all up over. your alley, like absolutely win-win. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I get out, get open, <laughs> and uh, uh, you had to basically. Uh, kind of unbuckle yourself for lack of better words before you hit the water Mm -hmm. which gets a little unnerving to say the least sure so uh you're kind of sitting in a swing set at 500 feet uh going i hope i don't fall out of this thing but you need to be able to get out of it
0: to swim right So you have to be ready, yeah. Because if you land in the water with it on, you you're going to have a (laughs) hell of a time getting out of it. I'm assuming. I'm laughing because I already know what's. I know (laughs) the punchline to this story. (laughs) So
1: I come in, run my approach, put my foot foot on the buoy, kind of dislocate my shoulders in a way to get out of my harness and swim, swim like there's no tomorrow because I want to win the prize and i get up <laughs> i touch the buoy on the other end look over at the judge's boat thinking that i'm going to see somebody give me a flash me a, a a time because it was all based on the time from right. how quickly a, you swim point 8 sure, point b sure sure i looked up and they were peeing everybody was peeing <laughs> off the boat they were all drunk <laughs> oh no it, if the judges are even, drunk and i didn't even <laughs> I didn't even come close to winning at all. I wasn't even on the also attended list. Oh, you weren't (laughs) even the top ten. Like it wasn't even. I wasn't even the top. A a good friend of mine did win the thing, but uh, he was uh, one of those uh, long and lanky, uh, go a million mile an hour uh, swimmers.
0: (laughs) So Uh, they kind of gave up on you. They're like, ah, we're not even timing (laughs) him. He's not even close. (laughs) Oh my
1: God! And and I'm telling you, they were. I was so I was so hyped. And so pumped to be (laughs) that I was going to win this thing. And after getting out of this locker room of an airplane and then (laughs) then you look over and they I wish I could say that they were 50 yards away. They weren't. They were very close (laughs) and peeing off the back or the side of this boat. And I've never forgotten that. (laughs) That's awesome. But lots of, uh, uh, to, to really answer your question, I don't have a lot of, uh, jump stories per se, but I have a lot of people stories mm-hmm. and, uh, the cool part about, uh, competing, uh, internationally was meeting all the different people of which I still have contact with. And,
0: uh, yeah, that's
1: great. they, uh, you know, it, we need to be reminded every now and then how good we have it. Regardless of what you oh, read in the press. Oh, absolutely. I, absolutely. It, We we are very blessed, and I uh, don't use that phrase very often, but oh, we have a lot of good things going on here, and there's a lot of people that wish they were here too. No,
0: well, I mean, there's a reason it's called a third world country. Like, you know, like we, we have our first world problems, and it's like, Yeah, I mean we're just so blessed to be here. I totally agree, and I think, um, yeah, traveling and being and seeing other people and seeing other places the way they live, and it just that has to just open your mind up to how blessed you are to come, you know, to be in the United States.
1: So, and kind of uh, to answer, uh, to take us full circle, Mm -hmm. I uh, I decided that. I decided I decided it was time to do something else. So I did uh I did what I swore I would never do and that was <laughs> uh, I I got involved with the family business. So I made uh I made my 4,000th jump and kind of packed my stuff away and said I'm uh, I'm off to something new and exciting. And uh here I thought that uh um, what I was doing is pretty tough. And then all of a sudden you get in the corporate world and you realize, Hey, it's kind of tough here too, <laughs> right? But it's, <laughs> it's all about drive and desire. So I, I was fortunate enough to just carry, uh, carry, uh, that intensity that I had for years into the corporate world. And it, uh, all kind of worked out.
0: Yeah. I mean, the skills, it's going to be the same any, you know, even like, you know, from sports teams and things, which is similar to what you did, you know, all that. Um, I, I remember talking to you about um, uh, a couple of months ago, we we're talking about, you know, parachuting and how you're teaching and teaching them to how to do it and, and how it was so much is mental and how I mean and that I think that makes totally good sense because. You know, the physical part of it is, is, is a big part, even like playing football or whatever it is. Like, yes, the physical part is part of it, but then when it comes down to the competition, I mean, it's mostly mental.
1: I tell you what, I, uh, I had a, a, a pretty, uh, pretty good competitive record over the years, but had they ever held the competition during training, there have been a lot of different names on the trophies. Yeah. I knew a lot of people that were really, really good, but they just couldn't get it together when when the curtain went up. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when you talk about mental, I mean, it is, it's so mental. But not just in, mm-hmm. in, in the parachuting arena, it, 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 mental and, and golf and gymnastics or whatever sure. you're you know uh, yeah. whatever your sport of choice no, or whatever I, endeavor
0: I, is yeah i totally agree with you and i I've, I've seen it on a small level with with playing golf because um, i've played you know i played golf for a long time and i would compete in different tournaments and things and i remember like you know here i am playing on the same golf course that i've played a hundred maybe a thousand times and then all of a sudden i'm playing in a tournament quote turn you know you know, the little city tournament, and then my performance is totally different. And you're like, why can't I? you know, like just the anxiety and different things, whatever you let yourself do, and it's just, uh it, it's a completely different thing. And I had to, uh, a couple years ago, I, I won a couple trophies, which was pretty cool for the first time. But the all I did, I, I didn't, I mean, I did some, you know, some physical practice and stuff, but I really just focused on my mental game the whole time. I did a little meditation, did all kinds of different things and it made all the difference, um, and it, I learned that, and this is, it would make sense too from most people too, is like, I learned that from performing extremely poorly, because we were even, just, it was just like our league, we're like playing a league, and it wasn't even the championship, first thing in the league, and all of a sudden, you know, all, all year long, I played awesome, and then all of a sudden, now that it's a league tournament, i just totally horrible, you know, and it was all mental, it was like, what have I done, so. Yeah, it's interesting. At
1: the, the tail end of my career, shall you say, I um, most everything I did was coaching, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone is different. There is no quote-unquote approved solution on how to make the most of your uh, your performance, whatever that is, but. Mm-hmm. I think a good coach has to um, he has to analyze his student or his subject and figure out what makes them tick and uh, and cater to them and uh, hopefully figure out a way to uh, to bring their best out uh, yeah. when it counts and it's it's tough. and everybody has, everybody has their ideas on on how to go about that mm-hmm. but uh it's uh as a coach uh a lot of times people would say well what did you see and i said well i i didn't see enough i need to see i need to find out if what i saw was really you or a fluke was that a good one a bad one or is that your norm and then try to figure out a way to to you know to, to get them to to give their to give their best performance, mm-hmm. and that's all you can ever ask for.
0: You know, I guess I mean everybody's kind of different too. I mean, um, you know how what motivates them and different things. Um, but we and I think we had kind of talked about this before, but um, but like having that routine, uh, kind of talk about that because I think you had talked about the routine how it was just like you know you know you're doing a jump you you prepare this way you do all these things you got this music all these things you're listening to whatever it is exactly the same mm. and then when you're in a you know a tournament situation or a competition you know how do you bring that to that you do
1: everything the same i remember telling uh, having a a training camp and uh talking about uh uh, when you're in the training camp uh, uh do you uh, um, do you perform um the same as you do in training mm-hmm. and um and 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 what I'm trying to get to is I'd say well now when you go to the meet uh, do, do you uh, do you ever have a beer or a drink no what well, do you normally after a end of a day's training or whatever and they go well yeah but this is the world meet or this is the nationals well why would you change there that's your first mistake you need to keep everything the same got to run what you brung and uh, too many times we're our own worst enemy it's absolutely um, yeah and easy to say tough to do
0: it Uh, is it is it really is but no that's that's a really good point though because you know you get in this routine and then you're on this big stage and then you change it and you're like well well no like you have to do the same thing you've got to get your mindset in that same comfort zone or whatever it is to just perform
1: i remember years ago a um it was a Paul McCartney song. I think it was Paul McCartney and Wings. But the song was called Just Another Day. Just Another Day. She gets up in the morning and she wets her hair. and da, 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 da. I remember the, some of the right, lyrics. Right, right. Uh, it's Just Another Day. And I remember humming that tune to myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thinking this is just another day what i need to do is carry my daily routine into this competition and if that's good enough so be it if it's not at least you can say i did my normal routine it's just another day and Mm -hmm. too many times people over amp they get all excited about uh, this big stage that we're on and they somehow some way maybe think that they need to be some someone or something that they're not mm-hmm. and it does nothing but get them in trouble i think you should embrace the moment yeah embrace it because it I love it uh, and be thankful that uh, all that adrenaline you talk about adrenaline uh, jumping out of a plane well when you're uh that leaves relatively quick, but when you're, uh, you're competing in an international event representing your country and you realize that your performance can make a difference, <clears throat> you talk about adrenaline. Yeah. That is, And it's, it's so powerful and it has to be controlled and channeled
0: properly. And if it right. is, then all systems go yeah 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 being on a stage like that I, i think that would be just yeah the biggest part to and then to represent your country against other countries that would just be like being in the olympics or something along those lines i just can't even imagine that would be the pressure and then the you know all of that that's interesting it's like playing like playing with the growlers yeah well that's a perfect segue look at you i swear like are you looking at my notes over here this is perfect that was actually a perfect segue are we out of tape yet no not yet well we're getting there but no mostly usually we stop this when we run out of drink and we're getting dangerously close to that we we, but i wanted to put this on pause and (laughs) get a refill but no i wanted to uh, shift gears um and talk a little bit about the growlers so how how did you join the growlers how the growlers get together what's what's if I What's told your you, you wouldn't believe it. Well. <laughs> well, I think we have Randy's version of it. So I want to, so what really happened. So. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, he I'm sure <clears throat> horrible he lies about a lot of things. No. <laughs> In all seriousness, um, I I had seen Randy play with another band at the lodge mm-hmm. years ago and I thought, "Holy cow." These guys are really good, and that guy, whoever that guy is, <laughs> he's he's a real talent. And I remember Sean Spath coming mm-hmm. to me, going, "What do you think of that?" And I said, "Boy, those guys are great." And he goes, "This is their last gig, really." <laughs> he said they're breaking up, and I'm thinking, "Why?" <laughs> he said the bass player is quitting. <laughs> i'm thinking to myself oh i'm a i'm a bass player who knows and uh anyway i'd played i played uh, in high school as a bass player and played through all the you know uh, all the little bands that we had back in the sixties uh, and uh, uh anyway uh Randy and I uh, would run into each other and uh, and exchange, you know, uh, greetings. But we never, you know, never said or did anything. And and uh, uh, Weedle asked me to get involved with a kind of a fundraiser event that uh, I think Barry and Anita's. Uh, Barry and Anita Wall's
0: uh, yeah. house had burned Oh, when their house okay. had burned, and, yeah. uh, So mm-hmm. we had a little
1: fundraiser at the lodge, yeah. and Weedle and I uh, played. And uh, actually, Weedle played, and I kind of accompanied him. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, uh, and so when we finished, uh, Randy walked up to me, and he says, I didn't know you played guitar, and I said, I don't. <laughs> i'm a bass player thinking <laughs> maybe i'm planting a seed he said we ought to get together sometime and i looked at him i said don't tease me i'm re- i'm ready so he asked me he said let's get together he, and i'm thinking oh this will be fun i can find out if, if the two of us fit and he goes you know a drummer and i thought wait a minute i thought it was just going to be you and i and uh and i said well actually i do he's he's my next door neighbor <laughs> and uh, i hear him beating on the beating on the drums you know <laughs> above his garage and uh and uh it's all you know it, it's like okay it all became you know history in a way uh, right so we all got together and uh almost on a dare yeah <laughs> and uh i I made the suggestion that maybe let's have like a little two chord jam you know, and that way we can kind of find out you know uh, if we have uh, uh
0: if if there's a fit yeah a little chemistry or if yeah, you guys have, i mean there's you so gotta many get diff- along exactly. yeah there's so much so many there, dynamics to that sure so many dynamics
1: so many and uh <laughs> Randy, who I bear, we, we didn't even know each other, really. Right. We knew of each other, but we didn't know right. each other. And uh, he looked over and said, I don't know, let's not play a two-chord jam. Let's play a song. And uh, I thought, well, here we go. We're going to, this will either be something or we're going down in flames. It's going to be green or horrible. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> And um, he said, uh, uh, he, he looked at John and I, and said, You guys know Crossroads, which is an old cream song that everybody and their brother knows. And we nodded our heads and said, Yeah. And he looked over at John and said, Okay, John, take us. He didn't even know how to spell John at that time. And he gone Take us, from, you know, take it from the top Take it in. <laughs> and we played that song and it went and from beginning to end. And when it was over, I went, Oh. There's something magical happening here. Something's going on. <laughs> I love it. So we've been laughing our ass off ever since.
0: We guys just have such a good time, and it and it shows when you when we when we hear you guys play, we see you guys play. I mean, you guys are just having so much fun. All right. And I love now. That
1: part. Let me let me ask you a question. Yes. Here's of my course. drink starting to kick in here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, when you interviewed Randy, did yes. he actually tell you about his background? and his family yes okay yes listen this guy
0: is the real deal
1: easy
0: he... i completely agree randy is randy he's in a, he's extremely humble as well he's a, he's also one of the nicest people but he just he is, has some serious talent i kind of feel like in listening to his whole story i learned so many things about him which i had no idea and I kind of feel like he's the, one of those guys where he's just always this, like this close, like just a little close from actually, you know, making it huge. He just, you know, he's he was on so many different bands. I mean, I was like, you know, taking notes, listening to podcasts. I'm like, oh, you know, recording that. I was like, oh, my gosh, he was on that band. I've heard of you. I know, It was just it's pretty impressive. His resume is pretty crazy. So.
1: Well, you know what? Here, here's... Uh Here's the most important thing that people need to know about Randy. He is a. He's a great guy. Absolutely. He's a good guy. And there to me, there's no finer compliment. He's just a good guy. And that means that he would give the shirt off his back to anybody who ever needed it. Uh, 100%. I, I mean, he, 100%. I he consider totally is. him a friend. And I mean, a real friend, not an acquaintance, a friend. And same for John. You yeah. talk about. Uh, oh, how, absolutely. how lucky are we? Absolutely. Uh, it's not just... And, and here's something that uh, everybody needs to, to remember. There's three guys that, <clears throat> that make noise, but there's really six of us. There's really six of us. And the dynamics are so great that all of us, we're like a family. Absolutely. And Which means that we... You know, we, we have our arguments, but we genuinely, genuinely love each other and we, we play together and we play together. Yeah. So I couldn't ask, I couldn't ask for anything better, period. Yeah. And, uh, every now and then we, you know, actually, you know, uh, uh, Make some music.
0: <laughs> Put some music <laughs> together too. <laughs> well, so. yeah, here, here's
1: something else. To uh, it's been an observation uh, of mine and and, uh, and others. It's not our band. It's the Lakes Band. Yeah. Everybody yeah. has a. They. You talk about. Uh, yeah. Everyone has embraced the Growlers.
0: Oh, absolutely. And, oh, we love them and
1: own and absolutely. and we we think that's pretty great. I yeah. mean, quite honestly, it's uh how wonderful to well, be able funny, to share. Well, it's
0: funny and I and I said this on on Randy's podcast too. I, I and I told him this and I was just like, "Wow, I like I listened uh I f- I forget the first time, you know, cuz we've been out here like 3 years, but I forget the first time we heard you guys play. But we went to you know, I don't know if it was at the concert at the marina or whatever and I was like, "Wow, those guys are pretty good." And then, you know, and nothing against anybody else, but you know, we have some other people play and stuff and I'm like, "Wow, I was like, I don't know if we can afford them to play. If they didn't live out here, maybe they wouldn't come out. But I just really think, and I, you know, I, I, I worked at bars and stuff where we booked bands, and I'm, I'm not musically talented, but I can usually hear something pretty good. But I've always been pretty impressed. I'm like, wow, these are, you know, these guys do a good job. And I think a lot of it, you know, just what you said comes through. Like you guys just get along so well, and it just, it's just like a family. So it's
1: a wonderful chemistry, and we are. There's only three of us. I mean, we're a right. three-legged stool, <laughs> and Lord help us if one of us, you know,
0: right, right, falls off. Yeah. Uh,
1: but it, there is a uh, there's a bond and a chemistry like no other, and uh, yep. it's uh, it's been one of the you know it's been one of the cool things in my mm-hmm. uh, uh, in my scrapbook, shall you say? Yeah. I've had I've been blessed enough to have a a, a lot of chapters mm-hmm. and uh some pretty cool ones but this is pretty cool too and yeah. and it's and it's not just me KBs yeah. involved
0: yep uh, yeah your, well. your wonderful so wife I, absolutely
1: it, it's pretty cool yeah
0: to say the That's least cool. well Bobby I, this has been awesome I really appreciate it um we're uh dangerously Defty. dangerously out of drinks here so we got to Wrap up this podcast. Um, I'm going to have links to everything in the show notes at one drink with John.com as always. And Bobby V, thanks, man. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you, sir. It's been awesome. Appreciate it.